Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What is up? Welcome in to the Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this Saturday. Fired up and excited to get to it. But before we get to that, let's take a look at how we did on Friday here. And look, I want everyone to pay attention to the bottom right quadrant there. All right. We said it yesterday before the Early Edge in five, and it still holds true. When EC has a date night, he is on auto bet. My man is now hitting at like 76% of his bets when he's on a date night, going 3-0 and last night. I tell you what, it, I, it's not even a trend at this point. It's just reality. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show, get this thing fired up. Gentlemen, look at Sharp, boys. Hey, Max, what's good, bro? What's going on, AB? I love that that EC uh, had his date night there and just came out firing with some winners. That's awesome. Good for him. I hope yeah, the date the best, went as well as the picks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the best part is, is like legitimately through March Madness and the beginning of the NBA playoffs, he legitimately was like, look, no dates, no nothing. We're focused on the job. And I said, you've got the wrong mindset. You need to be having a date every single day. But to say it, the, the dude hasn't – he hasn't fired out a date in, like, three months, and then immediately, like, no time wasted. Boom. Just all over. It's all awesome. I love Oh, I do. I do. It's the best. Frost stars. What's good, man? AB, what's good? I'm fired up. Saturday, what a day of sports. The Kentucky Derby. We've got two NBA games. We've got baseball, and we've got a fantastic UFC card tonight, and I may or may not have a pick from it. Yeah, you know what? I'm fired up to hear your thoughts on that UFC fight tonight, specifically one fight in that card. I tell you what, let's go ahead and get to it. Amax, coming up to you, man. You got three MLB plays today for us. Hit it, brother. What do you got? Yeah, man. So you see the hat. First off, uh, I'm going to go to the Reds and Nick Lodolo here today and and pick on a K prop with him a little bit. Um, we've got him at over five and a half right now, minus 145 on DraftKings. I think you can get a little tiny bit of a discount if you want it to go to Rivers, but Went with a more widely available book here in DraftKings. Um, Chicago, I mean, we've talked about the White Sox a good bit, but against lefties, especially of late, one of the top K percentages there, um, top six or top seven in the league, they're not producing runs against lefties. I do like Lodolo as a good young arm. So give me the over on his K prop here today. Uh, and then, you know, you've seen me do it once. You've seen me do it a million times. I'm going to take a pitcher K prop and pair that with a money line that I like. So two of them that I like today are the Rays and the Braves. I think that Domingo Herman is in a tough spot against this Rays team. We know they've been hitting. Herman, uh, while he has been you know, much better over his last few starts here, he still is liable to give up four, five, six runs at the drop of a hat. And with his, uh, I was actually looking at his bat pip, he's under 200 and batting average and balls in play. I think we're going to see some regression there, uh, and, and I think that it it's begins to happen today. So 
Give me um, Rasmussen to go four Ks. I just think that that's a nice base number for him, especially against the Yankees here. If you wanted to, I even tweeted out to go over four and a half on his K prop. So give me Rasmussen at four and the money line there. Got it at even money. Um, and then the Strider one with the Braves. So, I mean, we've seen the Braves crushing, right? But last night was a tough defeat. They gave up seven runs in the seventh inning to drop that game. I think they come back out firing here today, especially with, I, I'll say it, with their ace on the mound here. Um, you know, I like Max Fried, but this kid Strider, there's something about him. So uh, uh, behind one of their best arms, this Braves team, I think they come out, you know, Braddish has not been good on the other side. They're going to be looking for runs here, especially after what happened last night. And Strider, man, he's a flamethrower. So give me for him to get the eight strikeouts and that money line there. Again, close to even money. Yeah. you know, Speaking of the Braves game last night, right? Like me and you are both kind of on the same wavelength that we bet the Braves a lot, right? Whether it's pitching props, whether it's money line, whether it's team totals, <clears throat> whether it's, you know, uh, hitting props, right? And last night, I'm here in Nashville, and we were kind of stuck in the same weather pattern that Atlanta was in regards to they had some rainy weather like right when the game was starting. It was just a, it was just an awful kind of night for it, right? And I think it was like what two to one, three to one going into the six, and then it just you know blew up and exploded. This is a much better day for the Braves, and I say all that, my dude, to say this: I've got two plays today. First one. Atlanta Braves, team total over four and a half. I completely agree with you. I, yeah, dude, I think that they've got a great matchup. Let's go. Yeah, versus the Orioles today, for sure. Love that Strider play. And you're right. It's crazy to say. It's not crazy to say, you know, that Strider is their ace. But, I mean, he's pitching like it. Max Reed, it's not that he's, you know, throwing bad by any means. Strider is just, dude, he's a beast, man. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Braves, team total over four and a half today. Also, from the NHL. So, Look, we've been on a nice streak here in regards to playing overs and playing totals, all right? Today, dude, you've got the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Their total is now sitting, I believe, at seven. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that, right, on either side. But what I do want is the race to two goals, and I want the Oilers at minus 115. Edmonton already down 0-1 in the series to Vegas, and really – you know, we all expected the Golden Knights to utilize their excellent defense and, you know, between the pipes in regards to they just kind of limit you. Uh, but Golden, but the Golden Knights were scoring as well, right, in game one. So, look, I, I think that it's going to flip. I think that Edmonton knows that this is not necessarily a must win, but it's kind of a must win. And you've got the best player in the league in terms of goal scoring and Connor McDavid. Yeah, like I'm feeling it, man. So. While there are a lot of pretty high-juiced plays out there, this one isn't. Minus 115, I like it. So, yeah, we're going to ride with that one for sure. All right, Prop Stars, my dude, coming over to you. You got a couple plays here, but I tell you what, me and you have been texting for the last three days here in regards to this fight. I want to hear about it, man. Break it down. What do you got? Yeah, I think it's really interesting, AB. We've got a main event, UFC 288. We're going to see Henry Cejudo fight Aljamain Sterling. If you're not familiar with Henry Cejudo, he is an Olympic gold medalist and one of only four fighters in UFC history who have uh, had two belts in two separate weight classes simultaneously, and he's only one of two fighters in UFC history to defend each belt in each weight class. He's on a coming off of a three-year uh, layoff where he had retired, but he is returning tonight 
going right into a title fight against Aljamain Sterling, a very game opponent, but I really like Henry Cejudo here. I know three years is a long time. You're going to hear a lot of uh, narratives regarding ring rust, but I really just think this guy uh, might kind of be the exception to the rule. I think this is as world-class of a competitor as it gets. I just think Henry Cejudo is a matchup nightmare for Aljamain Sterling. You can get him near even money as well. I really like this spot for him tonight. I think he's going to win. I also like some additional props on him. I think he could win the fight within the distance, within three rounds. I think he could stop the fight via KO or TKO as well. So I really like Henry Cejudo tonight. And I like just betting his money line outright and then potentially looking at some of his props. Then we're going to go to the association, AB. I'm taking LeBron James over five and a half assists. This is a very friendly number for LeBron considering he averaged over seven assists per game in the regular season. His assists have been down in the postseason, but I look closely at them. And a lot of that is a result of him kind of running bad. If you look at his assist metrics, uh, the passes have been there. The shots have just not really been falling. I think going back home, that's typically when role players and complementary players tend to shoot better. He also averages more assists at home, which makes a lot of sense considering you have a more friendly uh, scorers table who are grading assists at home as well. So I just think this is a good spot for LeBron who is due for some positive regression as far as assists are concerned. This is a very low number for him with a high total. He's likely to play 40 plus minutes in a competitive game environment as well. So give me LeBron James over five and a half assists. Yeah, I like that a lot. LeBron uh, assists, LeBron rebounds, right? Like, I don't know what the rebounds number is, but just looking at those key metrics instead of just points, even though LeBron's coming off, I mean, game two wasn't because of him. Like, I mean, he, he had a great game in terms of points scoring, one of the best he's had in the postseason this year, but I'm with you. Uh, LeBron knows that this series is probably going seven games. He's a floor general. The guy understands that the Lakers – their advantage in this series is that they are the deeper team. They are the deeper roster. And when they have the young cats out there like Reeves and the other guys firing, that's when the Lakers are at their best. Not to mention, I mean, what did you have that at? Five and a half assists there? You're probably going to get half to AD. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I love the play. Great job on that one. Um, boys, all right, real quick. Um, first off, I want to tell everyone uh, viewing now the Kentucky Derby, obviously, tonight, um, it should the race is slated to go off at 5 57 p.m. Central, 6 57 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't seen the news, the favorite forte has been scratched. It is the fifth horse to be scratched from the Derby this year. I implore everyone to go watch the Early Edge Kentucky Derby Best Bets Show Edition. You can see that on the front page on youtube.com slash sportsline. We've got that right up there to absolute stud experts in Michelle Yu and our man Mean Gene Mendez breaking it down um, of how to go ahead and bet that not only for the winner, but win, play, show, all of it, you name it. So go check that out. Really, really great show that they put together. But yeah, be careful because we've had a lot of scratches um, and we'll see post positions, etc. All the odds. Yeah, Amex, whatever. And something that um, you know, I, I am into horse racing. I put it on my my Twitter. I had a couple of questions about the the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, let uh, it rip. I, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. I'm much more into Australian horse racing. It sounds strange, maybe, but um, the, just the Australian game is like really interesting. The bets actually cost a lot less if you want to place multi race wagers, and so it's a good way for um, horse horse racing fans that they maybe they don't know a ton. 
you know, so don't go too deep on some of these bets because when you look at a field that, you know, it's 16, 20 horses, you know, when you're betting these massive fields, right? Um, there's just, I, I know plus 200, plus 300, plus 400 may look like a really good number to you, but if you go deep on these, um, you know, betting horses is really not the most profitable thing. So I would just have some fun, make sure you, you do it in a fun way. Um, and with that favor getting scratched, that money has to go somewhere. Paramutual wagering, like that money has to go somewhere. And you're going to see these odds kind of jump all over the board. And, um, you know, that's kind of what's fun about horse racing. So have fun with it today. Enjoy it. I don't have any picks that like, you know, like I said, I'm much more into the Australian side of things just for fun. But um, those guys on Sportsline, uh, you know, that's that's definitely who I would go watch that video and and take what they say over uh, me and my DMs. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look first off, I, I think you bring up an excellent point. All right, uh, and and look, me and Gene said it on the show before Forte was scratched. He said it three days ago. He was like, "Look, I've been covering the Kentucky Derby for decades," and he was like, "This is the most difficult one to wager." He's like, "That I've ever seen," and that was before the favorite. Was scratch. So yeah. understand that. Like, I, I what, and what I mean by it is that your approach of for fun, I think, is the absolute best way to do it. Unless you know you're solidified, you know what you're doing. I mean, jump in, right? But I think that that you know thought process there um, is definitely an intelligent way, you know, to go about it, right? How come Forte was scratched, DB? Uh, the the uh, whatever the position is called, like not trainer, but the examiner said literally that he was just a tick off from right. Right. Mm. So, yeah. And, and those yeah. racing vets, like they, whoever the veterinarian is like, they yeah. generally have that, yeah. they have that call. Like that's their call. It's not, it doesn't depend on if the owner still wants him to run. If the trainer thinks he's all right, like that's their call. And it's, um, it's, you know, for them, it's in the name of safety at all times. So, you know, We've even seen, like you said, horses where they don't see anything or it doesn't seem wrong, but they may be a tick off. They may see a little bit of something in their pre-race examination and they just take them out. They, they couldn't care less if it's a favorite, if it's the longest shot in the field. They, they really couldn't care less. So that's it is interesting. I honestly haven't looked at it too, too much. I've been much more interested in the baseball slate today. Um, I don't know if you care. One thing I did want to say before we, we head yeah, off. Tell you what, hang tight. Hang tight. One second. Yeah, I do. Let, uh, everybody, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Let me hit the recap here real quick. Prop Stars is on Henry. Uh, how do you pronounce this, Prop Star? Cejudo. Cejudo. All right, Henry Cejudo, money line in the UFC, minus 115. LeBron James, over five and a half assists, minus 115 as well. Amax is on Nick Lodolo, over five and a half strikeouts, minus 145. Spencer Strider, uh, this is a combo play. Uh, Spencer Strider, eight plus strikeouts and the Braves money line, price at minus 106. And Drew Rasmussen, Four and our four plus strikeouts and the raise money line price at plus 100. Uh, I am on the race to two goals, uh, Edmonton Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights price at minus 115 and the Braves team total over four and a half priced at minus 125. All right. So Amex, apologies. I, I wanted to make sure that I got that up there for not only Go the ahead, viewers. Uh, yeah. On YouTube, but also uh, anyone listening podcasts as, as well. Wanted to make sure that, that we got that up there uh, in time for you. So yeah, let it rip. man. What, what, what were your thoughts? Go ahead. Well, just a couple of things I wanted to say, one of them being on the baseball slate. Um, what are the notes here? We talked quickly. I, I mentioned it right when I got on, but um, the Phillies. So if you look at the Phillies today, they were seven and one over their, their previous eight games before their zero and five skid here um, against Corey Kluber. I think they really have to come out firing today. So 
Uh, I would even, you know, I would look to the full game team total if you want to, but I would even look to the just the first half team total, uh, like around two and a half, one minus one twenty five, minus one thirty. I would take it there. Um, like I said, I think the team has to just get rolling today. Kluber hasn't been good, and um, uh, Alex Cobb. I'm sorry, I forgot his first name there. Alex Cobb for the uh, the Giants. Um, about a four o'clock game there, and I just you know for him the the total on his K's I think is like one tick too low here today. Um, so I, I went for his over on his strikeouts as well. And that, that's not out anywhere else. It pays to watch live, right? That's that's <laughs> something that I just uh, I just hit on. So the, the last does. thing I wanted to say was just M2, man. I know I didn't, you know, I didn't have like an exceptional night last night, but there was some crazy winners from Mike McClure last night with that Devin Booker play. I took it at 35 and 40, like he said. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Plus five fifty, we cashed for forty plus points. So that was just some awesome stuff I saw. I wanted to give him his his props there. Yeah, dude, Mike crushed it last night. I mean, they hitting that plus six hundred parlay. I'll say what I'll, I'll take it even one step further. He crushes that last night. Me and him are on CBS Sports HQ live betting. Okay, it's the second quarter of the Celtics 76ers game. Pre-game totals two fourteen and a half. Live in the second quarter, the live totals 217 and a half. I swear to you, Mike literally looks at the screen and goes, it's going to come right in between this. Like, and it did. What, 216? I mean, drilled that in the second quarter. Like, didn't even hesitate a second. Like, Mike was in his bag last night. I'll tell you what. Let's put this up here, too. Let's take a look at this real quick. A little present for everybody that stuck around after the recap here. All right. So this is what we've got today. All right, these are our top fives. All right, home runs. Mike Trout, Christian Walker, Alonzo, Buxton, Schwarber, uh, stolen bases, Cedric Mullins, uh, Acuna, uh, Starling Marte, Trey Turner, Whit Merrifield. Strikeouts, look at your boy Strider right there, number one. And Lodolo, number two. Well done there. Blake Snell coming to number three. Uh, Eovaldi at four. And Mackenzie Gore uh, coming in fifth there. So, what are your thoughts when you see that? Let me put it back up here. What are your thoughts when you uh, when you see that just right out of the gate? Well, yeah, I mean, Strider and Lodola right there for the strikeouts is great for sure. Um, but also, too, I know we've seen Schwarber up there on some of these home run props, but you don't see him there tomorrow. I honestly haven't looked into tomorrow. So um, that may be more like just really quick off the top of the brain. That may be more showing – uh, the matchup versus versus Kluber there boosting him into the top, so that that could be good for us as well. Uh, and then Mackenzie Gore, I think he's a really good young arm. I know he hasn't been great with like earned runs or hits allowed or anything, but strikeout wise and just stuff wise, when you watch him, he's I think he's really a, a solid uh, young pitcher there. So yeah. good to see him pop up on the strikeouts. Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. And uh, what else was I going to say, man? I was just about to say something, I just lost it. Uh, props, your thoughts on your boy, Kyle Schwarber today. Phillies, he going yard? Uh, I think he's got a decent shot to go yard. Yeah, I like him to go yard. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, like, the home runs, like, it's generally a lot of the same names that are on there. And, Amax, I think you actually hit on it, like, two weeks ago when we went over this, right? You know, Trout's generally going to be up there. Christian Walker, uh, Alonzo, uh, Schwarber, we see him, you know, consistently on there. Um, a lot of these guys, right? Like it, it, it kind of looks the same, but same with strikeouts. They match, same, like same with yeah. the strikeouts too. You'll see like a lot of the same. Like when they're pitching, like Strider, he'll always probably be top five, right? Like Cole, yeah. he'll always probably be top five up there. So 
Yeah, it's uh, I wouldn't bet these stolen bases though, man. I think unless you're like round robining them, I think it's really it's it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. Like uh, you know who's the who's the one that uh, like Ronald Acuna. It, but here's the hard part. Ronald Acuna hits more doubles than I swear anybody I've ever seen in my life. So it's difficult on that one too, yeah. right? Like he doesn't really get a lot of walks because he can just mash and hit. Like he doesn't give you the opportunity to walk him. And when he, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. I, I'm with you, man. Like the stolen bases, that part is really, really hard. Uh, okay. Uh, on that, we'll end on this note. I've got a nugget for everybody. We spoke about it yesterday on the show and it hit, it came through. The Boston Celtics now, their last 10 road games, nine of them have hit the over. And all four road games in the playoffs have hit the over with a total of, well, the average coming in last night was 245 points. Clearly, the Atlanta Hawks had a lot to do with that as well. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like it comes through. Dan Clark says, you know what? Me and you were thinking the same, A.B., but I'm telling you, I'm with you, man. Like, he's... Ronald Acuna is unbelievable. He's unbelievable as a hitter. And if he gets it, like if he gets on first, he's taking second. He's just absolutely going to take second. So he wants 50 bags. Like he's been on record saying he wants to steal 50 bases in a year. Um, Maybe the year off of an uh, Achilles, right? That was Achilles injury. Probably not the best year, but um, I could still see him easily going. And you got to think too, right? If he gets 50 bags and it, it just let's say he plays 150 games like you're you're having two out of three of those games where you bet it where he's not getting a stolen base right and you may even have more if he gets multiple stolen bases in one in one game right so yeah. it's it's a weird like market to bet and i think you can find value if you're like okay i like anthony volpe and acuna and a third guy and you round robin them by twos together so you have you know three little uh, two-man parlays that are now plus 800, plus 900. I think that is a, is a way I would go with betting them instead of just one-offs. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and look, I'll tell you one more thing about the Braves, and, th- and then we'll end it because you nailed it right there. Me and you were texting this the other day. What makes the Braves so volatile offensively against other teams is that not only can one through nine hit in their, in their lineup, the back half of it, hits often right and because you've got guys like albies that are right in the middle that kind of bridge it and the problem for opposing pitchers is that if eight or nine get on base for the atlanta braves and acuna's coming up one and they'll kind of play around you know with two three and four sometimes it's olsen sometimes it's riley right like you're in serious trouble if acuna gets up with runners on you are in absolute serious trouble this roster is built so damn well. They can mash too. Like these guys hit bombs. Like they are, they're just fun to bet. I mean, they're they're just so much fun to bet because you could you could play them on team totals. You could play them on individual player props, right? In regards to you know hits, runs, RBIs, all like the, everyone's live because they generally like you have you know leadoff guys Acuna that's getting up you know after the first inning with runners on. Like there's not a lot of teams that have seven, eight, and nine that consistently hit well, you know? So, yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. They're they're just so completely differently built than than most other teams. 
Um, it's just hard to find, man. Like they, they, they've got that one through nine, dude, just solidified. So anyways, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be live normal time Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, but until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's cash these tickets. You know what? We will see you tomorrow. Let's go. Thank you.